Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Number 92. It's the Avengers, the film that brings together your favorite heroes, like um John Steeds. <laughs> Steeds with an S. <laughs> it's like the Tim and Eric thing where they have like you know Tom Cruise and it's spelled C-R-U-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're fi- finally getting. I think is this one MCU adjacent? Does this count as part? Spiders of Man. When Spiders Man came out, it was Spiders amazing. Man. <laughs> Peter Spider Man. Thanos <laughs> killed <Nope>. that. Oh, God. <laughs> now we're here. We're here to disappoint you with with 1998's The Avengers. Uh, hi, it's Matt. This is Luke. It's Mark. It's Films are Filth, the Citizen Kane of Podcasting. Coming in today, our guest is the fellow that Mark and I talk to all the time about the Twilight Zone. Hi, it's Brian. Hello, I'm Brian, not a podcaster. Well, you are now. And I am a podcaster now. Darn, Brian, not a podcaster. We dragged you into that pit, didn't we? (laughs) Um, I like what you said about Mark telling, isn't he a podcaster already? It's like, no. (laughs) <laughs> you talk into a microphone i think that that makes it I've, makes you one or not up, i guess <laughs> i spent years trying to listen to podcasts and hating all of them until about 2017 so i've heard lots of people worse than you don't feel bad <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> there are people worse than you have millions of dollars I, okay you might be able to feel bad about that but i like the I um mean, that's just the world right there's people worse than us who have a lot of money <laughs> that's I like true the, Mr. Show sketch where David Cross to, is screaming about how how much money you have is uh, how smart you are. So he's like, <laughs> Einstein, idiot! <laughs> is Einstein as smart as Eddie Van Halen? <laughs> Eddie Van Halen had more money, so Eddie Van Halen was smarter. <laughs> Problem is, there's a lot of people who genuinely do think that way. That's why it was funny and disturbing at the same time mm. when you see the sketch. So it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Um, I saw the Avengers opening night. This movie, The Avengers, with, with this movie, Sean Connery and and Uma Thurman. I saw this one opening night, and um, wow, it had enough hype. People were like kind of excited about it when it came out. I remember because yeah, I wouldn't have been mad. This is fine. Oh, interesting. Hmm. What's interesting? I feel like it's something else. You three are Americans. Yep. And think this film is fine. Uh-huh. This is the film that. I've hated the most so yeah. far. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Finally. All right. Awesome. Hey, I didn't Here say this film was fine. Mark said okay. this film was fine. I said I saw okay. it opening night because there was buzz. <laughs> oh, and now I you're got, in a back I gotta ask like, leave me out in the open, like leave me as their meat shield against the criticism of legitimately British people. <laughs> Luke, Luke, I got to yeah. ask you, Uma Thurman's accent, yes or no? No. God, no. <laughs> How bad was it from the perspective of someone who actually speaks that dialect? It... So you know how you have a lot of Americans who are fans of like Doctor Who and Sherlock and all of uh-huh. that posh. This is how I imagine they think the UK is. Just posh and poncy and irritating. <laughs> Always floating around in bubbles. Mm. No, I the mean, question. I, the other question I had was how many people saw the original series? I re, I have very vague memories of seeing it, and I don't think it got a lot of syndication in the United States after a certain point. So I don't remember how old I was. Never. Never. It has a following in the UK. I haven't personally seen a lot of it. Um, a friend of mine, Stuart, who watches a lot of old shows, me and Matt have had on podcasts before. Um, he's into it. He would have been, if I was bothering to look up guests, he would have been my choice for this one. <laughs> um, but I remember when this film came out, I think I was in the minority for hearing the Avengers and thinking of the Marvel property. 
in the UK, everyone knew what the Avengers meant. Oh, it's a remake of that TV show. Whereas, obviously, today you say, oh, we're watching the Avengers. Everyone assumes we're watching Thor and Iron Man and Hulk. Yeah, well, the Marvel comics, I don't know which one has the uh, title first, because, you know, that... It's super concept. close, I think, actually. I meant it's to look in the 60s as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the thing about, at least in 1998, the thing is, Marvel owned the rights to the Avengers because it was one of the things they didn't sell to other studios because it wasn't worth that much. Mm. Like, I remember as a kid, nobody really liked the Avengers comics all that much. And you... That's the irony. The big superheroes now, the only reasons they're the big ones is because they're the ones MCU had left over, right? Iron Man, Thor. Yeah. But in the comics, in the comics, they'd always been presented as the most famous superheroes. Um, but like, they sort of were like they, the but they weren't the most. Famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't actually the popular ones because Spider Man, X Men, the anti-establishment ones were the ones people actually liked. My my theory is that's the reason the video game tanked. It's because they didn't rely on any of the like actors from the film. And well, they no, the, the, they were too close to the film without actually being the film versions. Yeah, I mean that. There's probably a lot of reasons. I never played it, so I don't know. But <laughs> there's probably a lot of reasons. Okay, okay. There, there's like two years. So 1961 was the show. 1963 was the first yeah. Avengers comic book. Oh, okay. the show's first. Okay, I think the show's one of those things where I um, it's. You know, I mean, I watch, obviously, I watch black and white stuff, but it's kind of like the good ones are black and white and the, the psychedelic color ones are not as good. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Mm. So I didn't yeah. watch much of the show. Um, if, mm. And also there, there's a switch. It's it's uh, there's it's one of those yeah, Mission Impossible things where it's like, which group of people am I choosing to watch? I, I never think, watched that either. <laughs> well, I was think like... their version of Steed is all the way through and then his sidekick changes regularly. Yeah, yeah. So, and Emma Peel is later on in the series. Yeah, she's somewhere in the middle. Okay, so so John Steed's kind of like the Doctor in a way, different. Yeah, I I mean, I know all of this because I I googled it on the like at work (laughs) yesterday. Like, (laughs) this is a deep knowledge that I have. They don't put this on the British test. I think the Steed and (laughs) Steed and Peel relationship was you know very platonic, which. Which is yeah. why the, having them the romance thing in this film was weird, but it's kind of uh, kind of the sets the pattern for like the Doctor Who in the later years when he always had a, a comely female companion, but there was everything was always above board, you know. It's kind of mm-hmm. the same with the series. Yeah, I think uh, it's one of those things where maybe you know when Mulder and Scully started banging, X Files wasn't as good. Like sometimes the, the, just the, leave the, the, the tension. Difference, the difference, yeah, the difference there is there was. A lot of romantic tension whereas i think from what i can gather the deal with this is it was not that romantic at all there was like a little hint but it wasn't even like a will they weren't they it was just a oh these two hang out yeah people hated this film for that reason alone this is a rare case where a lot of people hate this for being a bad adaptation but it's also just a bad film (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah um there were a lot of things cut out of the film because the original cut was 115 minutes. Like I'm assuming every time that they were knocked out of a window and then suddenly woke up. Okay. And just fine in someone's apartment, something was cut out there because that happened three times. And also <laughs> why were there two Emma Peels? That was probably cut out. She was cloned. Cause she was, cause she was, cloned. There were there was two like scripts or there, there, three... was a, there was a, a brief line about a cloning project. Okay, I missed that. They, yeah, yeah, it was, so it was real throwaway. That left me very Anger confused for a while until someone said, "Oh yeah, cloning project." Okay, throwaway line that explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you see the person's mouth move when they said that, or did it seem like it was from their <laughs> like put in? Uh, I couldn't tell because he was invisible for some strange reason. Uh-oh. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, then he can him. say whatever he wants. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Very convenient. That makes ADR very easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got the impression this whole movie was ADR'd. Doesn't it sound like the whole movie was ADR'd? Yeah, Every line of dialogue did not sound like set. it was recorded on the stage. <laughs> That's because no one just spoke like a human being. Every single line was a line. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is this is insane that this and Batman and Robin were two scripts back to back that Uma Thurman agreed to. Because they both have the same problem. Yes, Maybe so like, she thinks that's really cool. 
yeah it's like oh yeah of course when i fall down through a roof i should say sorry to drop in every time in every movie uh, uh, yeah <laughs> every other line is a pun <laughs> yeah yeah some of my notes are goddamn some of this dialogue very faux witty um i think there's more mm. that's that's not the last of yeah it. it's the classic um people who are not smart trying to write smart <laughs> mother knows best <laughs> or actually people who are not smart trying to write cool mm. sort of like mm. you know everybody's everybody who's really cool has a pun ready when when to fit every situation yeah so yeah. it's actually just someone who's not cool trying to write cool yeah someone who's not <laughs> smart and not cool trying to write smart and cool and god who knows hey I did catch it in my notes. Sorry, just to go back a minute. I did write. Maybe they cut a good forty-five minutes from this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. What yeah. happened was this Brinkley guy short. had um, this director made *Diabolique*, the remake of *Diabolique*, which is a really good French film from the fifties. I haven't seen the remake, but he was sort of hot shit off of that. So he basically got this contract and then the studio saw his rough cut and freaked out and started interfering and take cutting stuff out. Mm -hmm. So this might have been at least kind of coherent. I have my doubts, to be perfectly honest. It seemed like the script was also <laughs> a bit questionable, but uh, I mean, it still has that dialogue, even if you cut. Yeah, that. yeah, it might have been worse with the extra stuff. Maybe we're, we're well, I mean, yeah, it would have been more of this. So it probably would have been worse. <laughs> it was nice to be out in 88 <laughs> minutes. Well, uh, yeah. Luke, can we kill your soul and ask for a summary? Sure. <clears throat> John Steed is an agent for the Ministry, answering to Mother, who recruits scientist Peel, Dr. Peel, who's been working on a weather project, Prospero. Prospero has been destroyed, seemingly by Peel, so the two of them investigate and find a sinister conspiracy by an old retired scientist. Lots of hijinks ensue, and it's all resolved by a punch-up in London. Jolly good. Mm, hijinks and sue. Hijinks and sue. I don't need to list quickly. every specific hijink. I, I, <laughs> I, used, I used that one before. I think the bears are worthwhile. Bears oh, definitely bears fall under hijinks. Yeah, the bears were fun. Th yeah, that, that's where I thought... Especially oh, maybe, when they started being dead. Yeah, that maybe Luke's right. going to like this. It's Didn't Uma bears. Thurman also dress in a big pink monkey costume in Batman and Robin as well? I don't remember. You think uh, I should remember? Pretty well, sure she well, does. Is that like, a, is she into that? I've pretty thoroughly <laughs> forgotten everything about Probably. Yeah. We'll put a pin in it because we're going to get back to that. Do you think it's too late <laughs> to get the movie Batman Forever 2? <laughs> I mean, Batman Forever come back. Bat it's a Batman, sequel to Batman Forever, yeah. Batman More Forever? No, it's just Batman Forever Two. Don't try and have <laughs> don't try and have an imagination here. <laughs> how, okay, how about this? Batman Foreverest. Okay, that that's at least in consideration. Batman um, Forever. Yeah, Uma Thurman. <laughs> let's see where where, where did her Batman Foreverest, and he climbs Mount Everest because she I, just I on guess his day needs, off. She needs Tarantino around this time. Is that how it works? 1998 because um, we just said batman robin and this and uh, no. else i guess no, um, those tarantino films but yeah somebody... tarantino was doing jackie brown so this was after he'd worked with her right right but before and, well she come back for kill bill so basically bill was like what happened though, wasn't it? yeah what yeah, happened yeah. was she had a career lull in which she did all this shit and then went kill bill and then tarantino almost killed her on kill bill by making her do her own stunts and then she's never worked with him again Right. And then went and did who knows what. Has I don't know what. Has she ever done anything good that's not with Tarantino? That's what I'm asking, kind yes. of. Yes. Um He's... Baron Munchausen. The Baron late eighties one? Yep. Oh she, okay. in... she must have been um, a young and she's been in a few things. I like that movie, but that one's question I mean, that one's not necessarily like across the board good. Some people uh. are not down with i i had it on vhs oh. i taped it off of cable i liked it a lot as a kid so. i think my auntie was a fan i think i have seen it yeah i i think that's one of terry gilliam's more easily likable she was a nymphomaniac she was i guess she became a lars von trier person later on oh okay um hmm. if you're into that i'm not my friend still hates bjork because of dance in the dark 
Wow. Really? He just hates we really <laughs> straight hates up Lars, beer. He really hates Lars von Tier, but you know, she's yeah. the star of the movie. So it's like it's like an association thing. <laughs> yeah, I I have hated everything that but she was a voice in Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. Yeah, oh. but you shouldn't watch a Miyazaki movie. I mean, yeah, you should have watched them in English. But <laughs> like I used no, to have students I never have. One. <laughs> I used to have students say, Oh, I'm trying to watch Miyazaki in English to practice English. I'm like, do not do that. Just watch, you know, do that with something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, watch something actually. Did somebody like Gattaca? I love Gattaca. Gattaca. This is my point. Oh, yeah. I remember Gattaca. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. That's about this time, too. That's 97, 98, right? So Mm-hmm. Okay, Was there. Her husband, ninety-seven or something. I believe yeah. you're correct. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's a very good one. That 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 was that's one of the uh, regret lists for not doing that when we were doing exclusively sci-fi because that was always in the mid the mid of my mind. Obviously, it was on the front mm-hmm. of my mind or we would have done it, but <laughs> it was in the mid of my mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, in the mid of your mind. So Uma Thurman, uh, her daughter's really cool. I like her in Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's but... also worked with Tarantino now. Oh, really? She yep. let her do that? And okay. and is in a new Cohen brother movie. I don't remember which Cohen brother, but uh he has a new movie with her in it. And it, the movie is 87 minutes. Like wow. this one. That excites me. Just like this one. <laughs> yeah, this but it's like... probably, yeah, but probably good. deliberately 87 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um... I, the idea of a Cohen brother movie makes me think of like Luigi's Mansion. Uh huh. Like it's weird to separate them. <laughs> yeah, you're like I don't know what you want. I'm like I don't know. I couldn't tell the difference. Just like I always get Ralph Fiennes and Joseph Fiennes confused. Just to to keep the ball rolling. <laughs> um, Ralph here. Um, I mean, for me, it's very clearly Ralph, but that's because I'm of the generation who grew up watching the Harry Potter movies. So I I remember watching him in Red Dragon and being legitimately scared of him. He's an excellent villain. He was mm-hmm. pretty good as James Bond's boss. I don't think he's mm-hmm. leading man material. I could see that. He's, just, I mean, I... he's got a very weak chin. <laughs> I yeah, know, maybe. I know. You can't go full Aragorn okay. Cart. That's too like too handsome he's to be leading man, enough. right? You can't. But you can't be this weak chinned. Like your leading man can't look like I could punch him out. He in this film, I don't. I like him in this film. Like I find him likable, but he seems kind of like just too smug. Uh, smug isn't the right word. It's like he just got really high and is just going to try to disappear into the background. Oh, mm. I could appreciate that if that's that's kind of like the uh, Super Mario Brothers thing. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's like I actually grew up having to talk to people like this so i don't mm-hmm. find him charming at all <laughs> gotcha. um are you are you willing we, to give us a mark yeah, what oh we also have fiona shaw as father took a second for me to to get those right oh. uh, she was she was bowser's assistant in the super mario brothers movie yes also had the fuck the empire line in andor that ended up being changed to fight the empire but uh, that's too bad in this it's... house we say fuck the empire mm. <laughs> did we get a, a harry think... potter count like how many harry potter stars were characters yeah in this so movie? we have we have her we have jim broadbent we have ralph fines were there more i thought i got the impression there might have been more i'm sure i'm sure there were small bit parts as well um I mean, I don't think the creator of Harry Potter would like this because she's a woman called Father. Mm, that's mm, that's, yes. too, that's too confusing, isn't it? How can anyone work that out? I need to tweet about it. <laughs> there <laughs> were two minor and, female characters and, that I was... Yeah, there are two minor female characters that looked familiar for various reasons. One is currently in, I think, the Secret Invasion, the Marvel Secret Invasion right now. Hmm. Uh, Carmen, uh, who was a mother's assistant. Hmm. And, that was a uh, weird little relationship, wasn't it? Yes, that was very strange. <laughs> um, Feeding him biscuits directly to his mouth at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get into interesting habits, I guess. So, uh, Luke, are you willing to commit your, your Connery impression to, to tape now? 
I was thinking of doing the um, submarine Connery actually, and then I forgot to do it. Oh, okay. You can just That's say... a horse's ass of a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I said before. I just uh, when Luke and I were walking up to the hill to the the hot spring, and he was just uh, doing practicing his Connery impression on his own, and I thought that was impressive. He wasn't talking to me. He was like five feet ahead, just like practicing his Connery. <laughs> it, it makes me kind of sad that Connery is so present and he's so up for this movie. And I then this and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen just killed his desire to do anything. Should on the other a hand, better agent. Well, I say on the other hand, retiring is pretty cool and everyone should get the chance to do it. So. <laughs> Yeah, he got what a fifteen-year retirement or something in the end. Twenty, so really? Bad. Yeah, not so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like—he's the character I actually did enjoy watching in this because it's just Sean Connery chomping through scenery. <laughs> um, and so his—I can see why he was involved in this because it's a little bit Bond adjacent, so they'd want to get Connery in. And the original Doctor Peel was played by the first Bond girl. Hmm. Oh um, yeah, that's right. His name Diana is escaping Rick. me. Diana Rick, yeah. She was the original Doctor Peel, so there's there's a little connection there. And then yeah, yeah, Ralph Fiennes would go on to be M later in James Bond. I'm sure around this time he would have been like in the conversation to have taken like Brosnan's role. Um, but I, I'm glad Brosnan got it. I think Brosnan has much more like action Stalker hero leading chin. man. Yeah, basically a stronger chin. <laughs> but also he he yeah. delivers those lines with a bit more conviction, right? And a little bit more edge. Yeah. Like, yeah, because, yeah, Bond, Bond doesn't play by the rules, whereas this guy feels like the other 00 agent who would be in a Bond film and Bond would have to, like, take him out of the picture yeah. so he can break the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you mean Brosnan... he's the Sean Bean, yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> no, not Brosnan... even the bad guy, just like the, the jobs worth that is getting in Bond's way. Because oh, Bond okay. wants to do something naughty. The what, <laughs> Felix Later, is it? Is that... That's the CIA guy. Yeah, that's the CIA guy that he's always having to shove out of the way. Felix Schleiter. Nah, they're pals. <laughs> <laughs> they are pals, but he has to get them out of the way sometimes. Too. Yeah, yes, they, yeah, and, yeah, a little bit. In the pre-Craig movies, I think there's more of an annoyance. Uh, that's they, true, they yeah. become pals in the Craig films more. I so. guess, I guess, because we needed the American dollar more in the Craig movies, we couldn't survive on just selling it to British audiences. Yeah, because I think older Bonds like to kneecap the CIA, which is is the correct choice. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it is it is fun having Bond playing a a Bond supervillain for all mm. intents and purposes. I mean, uh, did Roger Moore ever do that? He should have. If he didn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Roger Moore did much of anything post Bond. Timothy Dalton really, did. He was bonding up to being like a million years old. So <laughs> yeah, Timothy Dalton had a couple of very juicy villain roles. He was oh yeah, Hot Fuzz and also the Rocketeer, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, those. Rocketeer. I I think he was a He's good a... Bond, but he he didn't quite get his you know his tender hooks I... enough where you're just like he was a Bond, <sighs> even though he was. Yeah, he I... didn't get. He didn't get the films he needed, but yeah, that's the well, thing. I like he was... I, I like his films and I like his performance, but Brosnan like looks so much like you would think James Bond would look. Mm. Even now, looking back on it, it's like Jesus. Well, Brosnan then... was going to be the next Bond in in the mid eighties, mm -hmm. but he was yanked back by NBC for Remington Steel, and they had he couldn't do it. That's why yeah. that's why Dalton got the role. So he kind of got an extra six years. <laughs> hiatus before he got into the role or whatever but and, then brosnan uh, also got some kind of yeah, shitty movies i think yeah, shittier maybe. movies than he should have well, i i like the uh, golden eye i thought was legit pretty good and yeah. i like the last one because i like to believe that's bond having a fever dream while dying in a north korean prison so <laughs> <laughs> that that makes that one good for me oh so that's your head cannon <laughs> on that one okay yeah, to watch that one and think about it as Bond, like just like fizzling out and his head is exploding, and yeah, then it's actually kind of fun. Uh, might explain <laughs> Madonna, okay. And then the next movie is you know Daniel Craig is is the next Bond, which Skyfall killed mm -hmm. that whole theory, but whatever. <laughs> well, the 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 one whatever whatever one had Denise Richards as a nuclear scientist was the one where I was like, that's it. The I'm world taking is a couple. Not, of, is not enough. I'm taking a couple of these off after that. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking a couple off. 
Yeah, it's not like Denise Richards' you know appearance on Saved by the Bell. I actually liked that one, except for Denise Richards. I think it had some other good things going. It got oh. Judy Dench out in the field and doing things, and you know, it was more intriguing. Didn't it have an invisible car? No, no, no. That's that's the no. That's died another day. That's another reason okay. I hate Die another day. That's maybe that was fever the dream. one. <laughs> maybe that was the one I said I'm not watching anymore after this. Well, that's the one where everyone said I'm not watching anymore after this, and they had to go okay. and make Casino Royale. <laughs> I go mega, mega grounded. <laughs> like four years later, for for in Bond years, well, it used to be a lot. Now it's not, but yeah, no. <laughs> now it's like uh, the distance between Guns and Roses albums. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and better in my bloody Valentine albums. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But it's like a, all in a race to the bottom. Okay, so we got all the. Am I missing some folks? There's plenty of character actors. Jim Broadbent. We mentioned him. Um, um actor spotlight. Anyone else? Um, hit? I mean, Eddie Izzard, who is now Susie Izzard. I'm not entirely sure what the timeline is on that. Nor am I. So Susie Izzard was awesome in this. Um, I don't even remember their silent oh. menacing lead. Right. Lead yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Bailey. Yeah. Um, Bailey. The talk. Yeah. He no did have like one line. I think he had an F-bomb at the end, right? Yeah, I think Which so. It was kind of Jaws-like. He didn't have any lines mm-hmm. until the very, very end. <laughs> yeah, he was just doing a Jaws thing, which is fine. Well, Still a bit that. of a waste of his heart, but... Uh-huh. It kind of was. He could have done a lot more. This is, pretty, done a lot more. this is pretty early career-wise, though, right? So there's no... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I guess they, it's not like they had a reputation to go off of. Yeah, I feel like the Izzard name didn't start like showing up in the, the pop culture chit chat until like the mid 2000s or something well they mm. took this job just to meet sean connery so probably that, i got a lot of respect for okay. yeah probably didn't care what the lines sense. were or what the what the job was what kind of movie this ended up being um, <laughs> well, yeah any of that <laughs> um let's see well what did we what did we like if anything uh, i brought up the bears the bears are great um mm-hmm. I would have the lightning, the lightning at the end, getting Connery looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean lightning could levitate you like that. Just That's amazing. <laughs> it's like the hand of God took him away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can be down with that. Sure. Um, so there's that. I mean, I guess it looks okay. Design-wise, it looks great. When those CGI wasps yeah. turn up, it looks dreadful. Yeah, but it, it it doesn't it didn't seem like overly. I mean, this is the point where you, like you were kind of expected to put on a little CGI, but couldn't really go whole hog with it. Somewhere. Yeah, this is right around the eraser alligator that walked oh, at a different yeah. rate that it moved. Which <laughs> I was at, in the theater seeing that I was like, uh oh, <laughs> it looks like every Schwarzenegger movie isn't perfect after all. That was the feeling I had watching that. <laughs> I don't know who greenlit that stupid alligator. Anyway, I'm trying to think. We'll, if there's we'll get any... to that later when we do a racer. Is it on the oh. list? No. Oh, <laughs> Hercules, thank God. Hercules <laughs> in New York is on the list. There shouldn't be a single Schwarzenegger no. film on the bad list. Hercules no. in New York is on the list. I yeah, shouldn't be. Uh, there are, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we do get back to Terminator, so those are on the good list. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, I think uh, the only oh, actually, reason her- now that I think about it, if I wanted to put films on the bad list, it would be some of the latter Terminators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, 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 you know what the reason hercules in new york is on there is surely just because people love actual schwarzenegger films so much that they went and watched that and were expecting something that was not what that yeah, movie yeah, is. Yeah, yeah but you get a, a young um adonis you know mm-hmm. schwarzenegger in that one that's that's the most you get i mean uh, you guys didn't really like conan a whole lot and that's right. definitely way more in that direction like that's sort a of a screwball film? It's, it's Conan a screwball comedy. Film. I didn't dislike Conan, but I don't think it's where Schwarzenegger shines. Yeah, I have a lot of older friends who like that's their favorite Schwarzenegger movie because they love mm-hmm. the uh, the eighties swords thing, right? Swords, swords and sandals definitely got some things going <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah. Terminator never uses a sword, even though if there was a Terminator sequel where he used a sword, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. If yeah. anyone's listening, <laughs> Terminator Sword. Um, no. Okay, now no, it would be called Terminator Edge Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, the T one thousand uses swords. 
Oh, you're right. Knives and stabbing weapons. <laughs> that was so cool. That was so cool when it went through the milk. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's going to be we... a whole podcast if we just go, it was so cool when. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> hey, you remember that time? <laughs> yeah, when, I when he when he when, when like that truck flip? That was wow. cool. <laughs> and then and then that happened. <laughs> and then he pulls his arm off. Oh, can you remember anything cool that happened in this film? The bears. Uh Sean Connery controlled the weather. I think the bears were kind of like bears. some sort of tip of the hat to the whimsicalness of the original series. So I think they did weird things like that all the time. That's from what I can gather. I mean, I think I... they were trying to do lots of weird stuff in this one. That's just the one that seemed to work. <laughs> well, it, it came so early that it gave me a false hope for how weird the movie was going to be. Yeah, when I was like 30 minutes in, I'm like, aren't we winding down? <laughs> there was still like 50 minutes to go. <laughs> so that is the thing. Like, I mean, that's I was very curious how Luke was going to do the summary because it's just like there isn't like really a, much of a coherent plot thread. Other than Connery wants to destroy the weather and they need to levitate him with lightning. Well, and also, like, we basically know all the answers pretty early on. We know Father's a bad guy. We know there's two peels. We know Connery's plot. And we're just waiting for the characters to either figure it out or prove it. Um, I'm not clear on how many peels there were. I thought maybe she was schizophrenic or something. (laughs) I mean, I do, know, we see both movie. of them at once yeah. pretty early. Well, on. yeah, yeah. yeah we and... do. But up to that point, it's like, is she is she I just guess I guess there's a little two personalities bit of that, yeah. or something? It's the editing of the movie. Like well, you said, also... somebody passes out, wakes up, and then there she is, and it's like, well, is this well, oh. I think I accidentally watched this film in the perfect way, which was on my phone on a bus while playing Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> All right, and I somehow understood it. Oh, better than I engaged my brain again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a film that benefits from not engaging your brain. <laughs> also, I was yeah. watching the version on archive.org, which meant that every now and then a little thing would come up at the bottom of the screen saying, um, VHS not for sale or rental. If you're watching <laughs> this, please report to Warner Home Video because it you? was the um, it was the screener version. <laughs> Uh, you might be able to reverse engineer it and figure out who it was that leaked it. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess think... they weren't doing that back then. But uh, yeah, there were a few par- places in my notes where someone seemed really confused by the fact that there were two peels. And I'm like, you all know that there are two peels. Mm. Everyone knows this. You've all seen this. Why are you confused by this? And then I was confused because they never explained anything about why there were two peels, except for the invisible guy said it in mm-hmm. post. Well, there is a there is a clue at the very beginning when Sean Connery is doing his terrible organ acting. He cannot pretend to play an organ. Sorry. <laughs> um, we pan up and we see uh, an image of her uh, on the organ. So uh, clearly this is like his lost love, his wife or something who must have died. And somehow he got into a cloning business, managed to make two clones and then keeps one as his um you know Assassin. his soldier to to fight for him and yet i guess kept tabs on mrs peel until this point and then starts well, trying she... to make out with her which is creepy mm, yeah <laughs> why is she he making out working... with the other one is already here you know <laughs> she was working on his science project so she wasn't that mm-hmm. far away from him yeah, yeah that sounds like yeah. an interesting plot that would have been good if they touched on it at all <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like you have to suss it out yourself they left I, very little for you to go on. I I just remembered why I was stoked to see this opening night. I went to see this opening night is because this is that summer I was working at the Warner Brothers Studio Store, which just like endlessly pushed this movie. You know, it's the biggest mm. thing ever, right? So you know, this and Batman and Robin at the time, biggest things ever. So was, you know, I I got mm. I got brainwashed by my place of employment somewhat because I, I you know even the reviews I was like, well, it's the biggest thing ever. I got to go see it. So, yeah, hmm. I, got I, I remember hearing it was bad, so I didn't go see it. Yeah, it didn't review particularly well, did it? No, it did. No. Okay, yeah. I oh, know just because Matt's line just then was like the review said it's the biggest thing ever. No, no, no I said well, the, in spite I of the review. At, 
the the Warner inspired the review. The Warner Brothers right. studio store was like pushing. Oh no no no! Really yeah, I knew, hard, I knew so. that's what you were saying, but then the you, I thought you said. Stuff. I thought you then said even the reviews said it was fixing it. No, no, no. The reviews did not. Um, uh, even then, after the reviews, you thought it was fixed. We had the giant video wall, which also drilled what Madonna's beautiful stranger and 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 the Goo Goo Dolls, whatever that hit was at the time, like the the bare naked lays one week. Those songs have been. Ugh. I don't like Ugh. any of these songs that much, and they're all in on because they'd loop on in thirty minutes, so they're just Ugh. like they're never too far from my head, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that was that. That's the trials of working at um, the wild, the the weirdest theme park related store. Is this also the store where you had to decline? Whose card Chris, did you have to decline? I had to decline Chris Tucker's credit card. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he was nice about it, though. I always have to add that he was cool about it. So of okay. course, I think I think I eventually sent him along to a manager. Maybe he screamed to the manager, but he's was cool this? Was this the incident that led to him asking for more money than Jackie Chan? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guess, at least. That's that's what made him stop being in Friday movies. Yeah, yeah. He's that not, doesn't make any. That doesn't make any two, sense. Yeah, he'd be more, wouldn't he? Um. <laughs> he said he he said he didn't want to be an influence on kids to get them all to smoke weed, and it's sort of too late because. Most that movie has endured more than almost anything he's ever been in. That's the Citizen Kane of Stoner films. Pretty I would much. still say that the Rush Hour films are bangers. I think they're good. I just don't think they're as culturally influential as Friday is, at least not here. Yeah, kids these days don't know Jackie Chan. Sad. I had one student last week who she's into karate, and I, I tried. I was like, oh, do you like Jackie Chan films? It turns out she did, and we talked about it for a while, and that was great. Nice. We Never both agreed. Nobody. We both agreed the Chinese ones are better. Mm. Yeah, be I think good most... Bond film title. Never say nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make any sense, but whatever. A Bond film that says never, never say no to Jackie Chan. Um, Luke, I want you to un unleash some more Brit rage on this if you have it. Um. Okay. He has a machine that puts out tea pre-milked. Gross. <laughs> no one in Britain would do that. Um. The whole like. Oh, let's go for tea with mother. Nobody likes those people. That's the posh. They're the enemy. Like, I, I wish Sean Connery had drowned all of them. Just drowned all the rich people in London. Hmm. Um, you do need an umbrella every day. That's correct. And like the big country houses with mazes and stuff. Ugh. It's like, it's the stuff that gets romanticized. But if you're actually from Britain, you don't like it. But I guess I'm guilty of romanticizing the equivalent in Japan, right? I want to go to the Imperial Palace and stuff. Whereas, you know, I would happily see Buckingham Palace torn down and replaced with affordable housing. Well, this is the thing about hedge mazes. That if there's a hedge maze in America, somebody probably kicked a hole in it or somebody just didn't water one of the trees. Mm. I bet if there's a hedge maze in Japan, it's immaculate and you can definitely actually get a challenge out of it. Where would you say Britain is on those in that level? How are Britain's hedge mazes? Um, they're somewhere in between, I guess. They are kind of. I've been in a couple, and they were pretty well put together. But there'll be like one or two really glaring holes where someone's just got sick of it and barged through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not so different after all. No, 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 no. That's it. It's it's all an act. The Brits are very classy and posh. Thing most of us ain't like. That's not our reputation in Europe because they know us from going over and being football hooligans. <laughs> do you think? Oh, um, I mean, in the South, we movie... have bless your heart. That's basically all. That's almost British. <laughs> do you think the Avengers or uh, John Steed's more of a um, a template for the uh, the Kingsman films than James? Yeah, Bond well, that's it. I really like the Kingsman films because they actually get into that class stuff, right? And it brings in a guy who's not from the, the posho world. And that's like, it really dissects that concept. Whereas this is just like, this is Kingsman before they brought in Eggsy and realized that maybe it's not good to just have the upper class doing everything. Well, there's a connection, obviously, with the third Kingsman film as a prequel. And guess mm. who stars in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah and he, he's aged into it a little bit by then. Because I think by that age, Ralph Fiennes kind of can carry an action film. 
Whereas I think young Ralph finds he just looks a bit too weedy and dorky and like the kid <laughs> yeah. you'd want to bully. <laughs> like, yeah. Daniel Craig would like shove this guy in a locker and take his lunch money. <laughs> well, speaking of mazes, were were you confused by the scene where she's running around in the house and it was like the TARDIS? It was like <laughs> dimensionally yeah. transcendental. It took yeah. me yeah. a minute to realize that she was just still tripping balls on whatever drug that... Uh, Sean Connery had given her. Oh, I never the really explanation that. for that because why would this house be a TARDIS? <laughs> well, and that whole sequence was another confusing thing because, right, if you still haven't figured out what's going on with the two pills, that scene was kind of implying that he'd been brainwashing her, and that mm. it was just the one pill. So it's it's like thrown in as a red herring, but at that point you'd already figured out what was actually going on. Oh, they already demonstrated but, it because she'd already met the other Mrs. Peel. Yeah, they all saw her. so it's just. And why, Again. Mrs. Peel? Today, I'm... if a woman was a doctor, she would say, "Excuse me, I'm a doctor, Peel." <laughs> yeah, why would she? <laughs> she insists on being called Mrs. Peel. <laughs> well, I think it's because she still wants to find her husband, right? And that was her way of um, turning off Steve's advances. Maybe. So the first or... time she said it, it made sense. Because or that's just the name of the character from the show, and they had to keep her Mrs. Peel. <laughs> yeah, but that, that first right line, I thought it worked where she said. He said, oh, should I have to keep calling you Dr. Peel? And she says, you can call me Mrs. Peel. And I thought, okay, that actually made sense. But then every single character calls her Mrs. Peel for the rest of the film. Well, she, and she see, she put her foot down when she did that, and everyone just followed suit for the rest of the movie. Yeah, Everyone was spying on her when she said that. Everyone was spying on her the entire movie. That, that <laughs> the whole part entire of, movie. They respected that's... her wishes, so that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. Who even Polite heard spy. Mrs. Peel say Rosebud? It's the butler. <laughs> they probably do have butlers in this. No, we even we yeah. even see Steed's butler. I, I actually yeah. did like her, um, you know, TARDIS sequence. Probably just because Mark and I just finished the prisoner, and it just felt like the prisoner for two minutes. You know, where they have I, the... oh, you know what else reminded me of the prisoner is the cars. You know, cars going into underground garages a lot. I always flash mm. back to number six is a. Uh, lotus they're walking <laughs> around in a couple of rovers yeah, I, yeah. I, I did wonder if those actually were like kind of like sideways prisoner references or not so i seriously realized something weird was happening in that house and thought it would be explained and then forgot about it i forgot <laughs> and then i was like well they probably accidentally edited out what explained this that was the accidental edit okay again yeah, <laughs> at that point i'd already dots. seen stuff hacked out of this film <laughs> so maybe that's a little more that's hacked out i don't know so hmm. yeah well the it, drug hallucinations the probably the thing we're supposed to run with i guess <laughs> i wish yeah. i had felt like that because i probably would have liked that better than oh it's just a magical house <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> so we I, I thought it was a magic house why a magical house this movie does well, i mean us... he has i mean what's a weather machine that's magic I we don't have that Oh no! It's 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 what do they call it? They call it, it's it's like um it's like it was very matter matter collision. Mm, Apparently, that you control the weather. <laughs> it, no, it was very no retail meteorology. Like it was a common oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, there's all these companies that will change the weather for you. This just happens to be one of them. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> this is. I mean, there are 90s. companies changing the weather, but they're not doing it deliberately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, yeah, I was going like, to say this movie is kind of like a cornucopia for like late 90s conspiracy theories. Because what do we got? We got cloning, we got weather manipulation, we've got um, the uh, yeah, like, plenty of MK Ultra stuff. Yeah, with the I, I did like the uh, swirling light sequence, of course, because I'm always into that sort of thing. So, by <laughs> agencies running the world, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so many it is weird that the whole the, the plot was so um, like weather focused. But it didn't dive into climate change at all, and it's not like we didn't know that stuff in the nineties. There was like, that would though, be because in the that was Gore discovered it in two thousand five and put out mm. a movie. <laughs> yeah, that but that was uh, seven years later. Uh, thing okay, we were, I I remember this period at least in our country as one of neoliberal optimism <laughs> that mm -hmm. we invented cloning. <laughs> it's going to make so much money. We're going to blow up Iraq as much as we need to and we'll win every time. Dream of the 90s, yes. Yeah, this is just 
Yeah, it was the it was big. Like I don't well, I don't feel like people were worried about climate change because everybody thought they were going to be rich in the dot com bubble. Uh, fair enough. And this is like for all its Britishness, this is an American film through and through. Yeah, like, this is an American production with American directors starring an American woman. Is that why they used but, uh, dollars instead of pounds? They kept probably talking about money and think, dollars. Think, I'm like, this is England, damn it. I think they even huh. used Fahrenheit at one point. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, maybe um, maybe the weather machine converted Celsius to Fahrenheit. How dastardly! <laughs> I mean, I can I can tweak. And that, that's just that's why its version of British is so horrendous. <laughs> okay, but also like it's it's described as a comedy. What's the guy who directed National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yeah, which is. The most American ass American movie to the point where many people who are Americans listening to this right now probably watch it on American Christmas is their American tradition. American Christmas. <laughs> yeah. American Christmas. <laughs> That's when baby Jesus rises from the manger with a Tommy gun and takes out the bastards. Oh, oh, you big ben you can put anything right? you want big in there, Parliament. really. <laughs> Big Ben Parliament. Big Ben Parliament. Big Ben Parliament. Yeah, and then they blew up Big Ben in this one. That Big Ben like, explosion was yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, my my note was fuck Big Ben. So okay. you know, Big Ben I, is the clock. Uh, and Big not Ben the tower. is uh, actually Big Ben is the bell. So fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> it doesn't make more sense that way. My note was you blew up Big Ben, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's. British films love blowing up Big Ben. It's our version of blowing up the White House. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, this movie had a very uh, 90s, 70s, um, 90s, 70s, what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> 1990s James Bond uh, end, end song. Mm. You know how the 90s Bonds always had a song at the end? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this one was uh, by Grace Jones, who herself was in a Bond movie. <laughs> ah, love Grace Jones. I'm think i just turned it off immediately when the credits started should have kept listening she was she was in the the one where roger moore is way too old for ever anybody right mm, exactly <laughs> it was the last roger moore movie and the uh the score for this was uh joel mcneely who's now doing the orville has done a lot he did the young <laughs> indiana jones chronicles before this okay i think oh, wasn't the score like didn't have to get rescored part way through or something um, because it, it. they had to re they originally had a version which used a lot more of the themes from the old show and this they hardly had because any was, of that they, they used it in the opening recut. scene yeah. and the closing scene and that was about the entire use of the original Avengers theme and <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah that's because I think it had to be hastily rescored when it was recut or something like that interesting well, I just brought it up because I like Joel McNeely's work he also orchestrates Seth MacFarlane's uh albums if you ever listen to seth mcfarlane which is probably how why many, he's working on the orville <laughs> how many um, albums does seth mcfarlane have yeah this is all news to me oh, at this point he started about 13 14 years ago so he's got like at least seven albums out i think wild he slowed down during the pandemic he might have a new one any day now who knows with seth <laughs> all right the the uh just bringing up roger moore a few days ago is my daughter's birthday so she was going off to see a movie she ended up seeing like the little mermaid with her friends mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. but i asked at the school festival what's your favorite room and she was indiana jones right so i was like okay well which movie do you want to see do you want to see a, a a pretty young woman singing popular songs or do you want to see a very old man punching people <laughs> <laughs> I went to see the very old man punching people, of course, but yeah. Was oh, it... you watched you watched the new Indiana Jones? That's right. Yeah. Is it, is it dreadful? I actually liked it quite well. So I know there were okay, really very cool. mixed on it, but I I thought of, huh. I I would rank it um I one and three alternates depending on day of the week, and I might put in Dial just behind those, and you know about mm-hmm. about probably slightly above Temple of Doom. So Temple of Doom people... has some stuff that has not aged well. It, oh uh, yeah. yeah, true. Well, most but people has... have. The, sorry, I have said that it's better than the last one. But yeah, I, I mean, that's think not everyone said that. Huge <laughs> yeah, problem. yeah, it's kind of like there's nowhere to go but up. So, you know, you kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see it just because who knows how many more times I'm going to see Harrison Ford in the theater, right? Interesting that my daughter was like, I do want to see the old ones. So, my mm-hmm. wife used our rock 10 points for this guy. Uh, okay. so Is that the trilogy? The... 
Uh, it also has the fourth one if we want to watch it. But <laughs> trilogy <Yeah>. plus one. <laughs> trilogy well, plus one, yeah. <laughs> Luke, you will get to see Harrison Ford in the new Captain America movie. There were a few headlines recently where um what's the name? Anthony Mackie was saying, Yeah, it was great working with Harrison Ford. We were on <laughs> set and he was like, Let's shoot this piece of shit. And that like most of the headlights just headlines just say, Let's shoot this piece of shit. So nice. <laughs> into it right i saw i did see a clip movie now i saw a clip of someone like some obnoxious youtube lady interviewing harrison ford and she's like might we see mr ford playing a red hulk and he's like what the fuck is a red hulk (laughs) yes hell yeah (laughs) just classic harrison ford no especially as he gets older it's like his anti-charisma and interviews and stuff is like coming back around and being extremely charismatic in a weird way oh it's just it's it's refreshing to see someone who's not like taken in by all this dork shit yeah we're (laughs) all tired of all this dork shit now that we live in the age of the nerd it's fine it's good to see someone not pretend it's not still really lame and this is a guy who grew up, you know, reading comic books and watching Star Wars. He's named after Luke Skywalker. But like, you know, it is it is for nerds. And everyone <laughs> I, pretends it's not. I'm like, glad I, Harrison Ford is there to keep us humble. Hey, I truly is- think that I want things explained to me within the film and I don't want to have to know extra things to know what the thing is. So, yeah, I do feel like that. I think that's a reasonable ask in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um I am. I'm sitting here starting to find some reviews and stuff, and I am knowing that this Avengers, when I just typed in the Avengers, and it is um, the third uh, choice, the third. They uh, with, stopped saying with, the in the sequels, though. With the show being a, a the second. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The Avengers, the show, this movie, and then it has Kang Dynasty, which is 2026. Okay, I, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. we'll see about. We'll that. see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, starring yeah, who? I don't know. Starring some people. Starring, starring Harrison Ford. What are y'all here for? <laughs> Stupid shit. <laughs> He's just stranding for like two hours, two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'll punch someone in the face. That's what I'll do. Sorry, I, might, I think my Harrison Ford is too angry, actually. Harrison Ford's not angry. He's just tired and disinterested. Yeah, it's just well, like, he's going to be angry when he has to shit. be the lead of a two and a half hour Avengers movie as opposed to <laughs> the Avengers. I don't I don't know if he's going to be a lead lead. You know, that that role doesn't ever. I'm sure he's not. I'm just no, no, no. It, he, William Hurt. He's playing Hurt? old Steve Rogers like in um, the end of Endgame. Shit. He's just oh, running yeah, around yeah. as Captain America in the spandex. <laughs> I'm Captain America, bitch. <laughs> I love how his catchphrase his catchphrase is now. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> that's what that was that line right yeah at the end of yeah no i don't think no, i'll be doing i don't that. think i will mm. sorry at the end of what end game uh, oh okay yeah, end game once it's so long i'm just like imagine harrison ford doing we're that watching line, it for this podcast eventually we yeah. are i know that's uh, that's like why 20, i'm not going to bother till we get there yeah um well uh does anyone want to throw out any other points on this particular film the avengers 1998 <clears throat> Um, well, I did, like Luke said, I enjoyed the strutting around in his kilt being a mad villain scene. I thought the scenery chewing was great, and it was almost worth the price of admission. It was <laughs> hilarious when he... It was hilarious he, always value for money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious when he hit that globe and it flew at the screen. It was obviously bad CGI. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching him. See, I could believe that in universe that was bad CGI that Connery was putting on his video that he sent to the um, <laughs> <Yeah>. world leaders. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh okay. god, yes, that justifies that. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. We got that. They they, they stole the Leon's line from Blade Runner though. It's time to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's time to die, what else you're gonna say? Well, it didn't say wake up, time to die. So I guess it you, was totally yeah. Wrong. Wake up. Time to die. He didn't do that. That's a little different. See, love yeah. Blade Runner. this is where you expire. When does Blade Runner come up? Probably a long time from now. Never. Yeah, I don't think it's on the list, actually. What? Oh, well. Yeah. Too many cuts. See, that's, that's your Jurassic Park, because I cannot believe Jurassic Park is not on our list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can believe it, because the original cut of that was so 
bad, apparently, and I've only seen the good version, I think, for the most part. Of what? Jurassic Park? Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Oh, Blade Runner, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, the many cuts. Um, Yeah, the original. Well, there's the one with the narration that's ridiculous. and uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you could definitely watch Most the wrong the cut of Blade Runner. You need a unicorn, I think. I do like think Apocalypse Now. Does, does the final cut, do you still get a unicorn in the final cut? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the one I saw in the theater recently. Okay. I, 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 you know, I, I guess I'll admit here, I, I don't like Blade Runner as much as everyone else. It's like I want to, but I just don't. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Yeah. I like both of them. A lot of people. No, but it definitely belongs like on this one. a lot more than a lot of these other films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. It is a surprising absence, but it probably mm-hmm. is because, um, like, its reviews are probably spread across the various different versions. Mm. yeah and it also i mean it's just a weird quiet slow tentative thing that that's kind of off-putting to people maybe we're looking at this film do we want to decree it film filth what 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 do we want i got i'll ask oh well luke just already went first okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna call it flimsy flimsy okay uh, Brian, how do how do you want to decree this um, film and the zeitgeist? Hot mess might be more appropriate. <laughs> it, it, it's just a mess. <laughs> so he fixed it a few years later with some hot fuzz instead. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, if there's a director's is... cut, maybe it'd be worth visiting again. Probably not. <laughs> nah, probably. Not. I I mean, what's on screen? It's it's like it's not just the things are missing. That's the issue here. So well, uh, uh, the 115 minute cut is thought to be lost. And I don't think there's anybody looking for it. <laughs> the ghost oh, like the long Connery's cut of Event it. Horizon. Yeah, yeah like was, yeah, like the long this... cut of Event Horizon, which should be looked for. But you know, no what if they can't find that, they're not going to find this. Hopefully, they will. Hopefully, they'll open a a tomb in like Brazil, and then the lost cut of Event Horizon will be in a pile of bodies, and then we can all watch it and enjoy it. Um, I have a ten star review. If anyone wants to hear it, sure. It's the first yeah. one. I, the first one's actually, hey, this one works. So, mm-hmm. needs avenging, not brown cow. Uh, first line, well done, Steed. I say, well done, Warner Brothers. People say The Avengers is the worst TV remake ever. I say, no. This film has great music, great cars, good acting from Sean Connery, Uma Thurman's, and Ralph, R A U L P H, fine. <laughs> Good fight scenes, good fight scenes, an average car chase, and the main thing, 60s madness. The storyline makes little sense, I will agree, but it is mad. Back in the 60s, would it have been possible for mechanical wasps? Would you have had an underwater island, a weather control machine, pointless treasure maps lying around the place? No, but back then they thought they should. Miss Thurman and the cat suits. I mean, come on. Eddie is as great as the henchman. Sean Connery is hilarious as Sir August Die Winter. Jim Broadbent is ca- cleverly cast as cast his mother. May I add that when the TV series was written, a storyline like the one in this film was highly common. So if you liked but not loved the TV series, you should like this film. That's confusing. If you liked but not loved the TV series, you should like this film. That's sort of faint praise, isn't That's it? Good. I'm not quite sure. It's very it's confusing praise. But it, it, it draws, to, draws the, my attention to the fact that, yeah, I think having more of a background in the series might have helped you enjoy this movie's uh, tone better. But then I think <laughs> it's bad think people... cap and weird. I think it would have done, but then the way they tried to make it so full of jokes and comedy and non, uh-huh. uh, like that put people off because that's not the tone of the series. Well, this review is saying, oh, uh-huh. weather control machine, an underground island, a cannibal wasp. Would they have done that in the 60s? Yes, with Jankier. Yeah, absolutely. Cool models. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Did you like um, the remote yeah. control? Eddie Izzard's remote control with the weird little lights flying around. That was very mechanically yeah. weird. <laughs> I thought that I, was I did. I did forget to ask, who are they avenging? <laughs> Who's anybody avenging, really? The queen? Is it, it the queen? Cool. It's always the know. queen, isn't it? I, I guess that... um, she had a dead husband. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I felt like a cold silence was the correct response to that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were avenging Captain America. They were avenging my 
I was going to make a joke about how they're avenging the money I spent on my cinema ticket, but I watched <laughs> it illegally on the internet. So. <laughs> they're avenging, they're avenging Diana Rigg, who had the good sense to stay far away from this movie, unlike Patrick yes. McNee. She said no <laughs> to playing, uh, what was it, Diana, the lady with the, not Diana, was her actual name, uh, uh, Fiona? Well, I know the lady with a gun. Al- Alice yeah. or something. Yeah. Alice, yeah, lady with a gun. She declined. Oh, was she, was she, Asked for that role? Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. And they she would have. Well, she made a good choice. Well, McNee so, himself was not even seen in the movie. Maybe he was too old to be seen in the movie. I don't know what his health was at that point. I, I did. Um, I don't know if this is interesting or not, but I looked at the user ratings. There's a there's a way to filter them by country. And it is kind of interesting. United States gives this a 3.7. UK, 3.5. Uh, Netherlands loves it at a 4.3. Ooh, that's a, that's a high rank in there. Love. <laughs> Germany, so, 3.8. So it's anyway. like they're so it's like the street fighter fighter it's, of the Netherlands. Yeah, they they weighted it. Like if Netherlands hadn't weighed in and liked it so much, it would have been lower on this list. <laughs> well, yeah. Them Dutch, yeah. Okay. Uh, love bubbles. I'm I'm an eighth Dutch. I can make Dutch jokes. I'm like half Dutch. Can I make more? I don't know. Yeah, I think, go, I don't go think for anyone it. anyone's gonna stop you making Dutch jokes. I don't think they <laughs> yeah, care. <true>. <laughs> I've I've definitely read a lot of stuff about how Dutch people hate Dutch pop stars. It's really <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, um, I guess we'll wheel this one in. So, Mark, I'll, I'll ask you how we can avenge this podcast. You can avenge this podcast by Stop Cop City. Also, you can go to you can go stopping cop city. I'm sorry, I just wanted to say that say the thing. Um, you can go to, to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. There is bonus content. You can throw us a few bucks to help with web hosting, things like that. You can see a list of all of our podcasts, podcasts such as Occult Disney, uh going over the occult connections and all of the Disney stuff that's stuff popular for the most part. Luke loves Pokemon. Luke goes over every type of Pokemon ever, including some that we haven't even met yet. Your favorite Pokemon is the one you haven't met. Uh, Game Game Show, a game show about games. Uh, You can listen to the entirety of Imprisoned in Prison, uh, the Prisoner Prison cast about the 1960s show The Prisoner, which is better than this movie. Uh, You can listen to Time Enough podcast about the Twilight Zone. And uh, Hyrule Field Report going over Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom area by area, thing by thing, story by story, a bit. Um, what am I missing? I think you got it all. I just, it's fun watching your brain like try and work. Did you mention time enough? Yeah, I did. Yes. I did. Okay. Uh, Brian, where can we find time. you? Uh, you can sometimes find me on the time enough podcast which is the only other podcast i'm on <laughs> all right and sometimes okay. brian comes into the chats we have that matt hosts every other sunday yeah which over at mission log.com slash mission log yes Correct. yes join the mission log patreon <laughs> our buds throw them some bucks too hang out on the discord it's a fun place stays busy it's a very fun place what so who are you going to go out and avenge today? I'm going to avenge Star Trek Prodigy. Okay, that's a good choice. <laughs> I'll join you. That's a good. That's a very good cause. Yeah, sure. I, I, okay, that yeah. There's not a better answer than that. We'll we'll save Prodigy for today. All right. We have a Hulk. See you next week. Delta Town ebbs and flows, whisper its name to us as Kanto. Free from civilization's great big trade-off, was told there's life behind life to know.
Messiah goes down the storm drain off track. It's nowhere to nowhere far up back. In this usual state of exploration, saw how we both seeps in through the cracks. My progenitors hail from Bear's den. Tricksters to Romans on their fen. Revel in knowing a pirate near their end. Yet, a great will connects us now and then. A rich tusk white is the sleek jag of the moon. Radiates a place a few hours from Kowloon. Spot not featured on CNN nor Yon Hap. No visible nay on bloody Google Map. Wingle Wayward wanted to pick up my slack. Tickles backs of rich lines rippling silvery black. Despite where this decolonized soul shall roam, the illusion screams, you're already home.